When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way. So listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to warriors. I'm Jeff from Happy Valley. I'm joined by Chrissy, veteran, escapee, survivor of Murderville, Idaho. Hello. Also here is Jeremiah, who clawed his way out of his hometown, The Coffin, California. Hello. No matter how bad you think things are, these two think they could get worse. So I wanted to bring us back to the simple things in life today. I thought we'd talk about things you're going to find on a restaurant table when you go out to eat hopefully delicious food. Simple things like napkins. Nothing can go wrong with a napkin. They're there to help you clean yourself up after being a disgusting slob. Are we talking about cloth napkins or paper napkins? Because these are, like, like both of them are bad, but in different ways. So I just need to know, like... Well, we need to talk about both of them then, don't we? Let's start with paper. Well, I mean, you know, you've got the simple, like, paper cut thing. But also there's the fact that every time you try to use a paper napkin at a restaurant, like, it's never sufficient. And it just kind of, like, pills up and doesn't actually do its job. And you just end up with, like, those little crummy pieces of napkin everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's true. You get little goobers of napkin. Also, there isn't a standard napkin size uh, for paper napkins. You've got cocktail napkins. You've got table napkins. You've got some of the table napkins that are one-ply, one-fold. You've got the two-ply, two-fold. You've got the three-fold. You've got the ones that don't all fold exactly in half, so they kind of overlap some, so that you're supposed to be able to get the it to unfold easier but then you like grab the wrong part of the napkin and you just kind of shake it back and forth for a little while and because of this plethora of different styles of napkins you can't really engage with the table in a in a uniform fashion you never know what's going to come at you it's true it's hard to prepare when you don't know what to expect and napkins are definitely like kind of one of those variables that you just never know what you're going to get and like i mean even the same restaurant a few weeks apart they sometimes change their supplier and yep you just you never know where's the loyalty i'm sorry i got lost somewhere in there with the mandelbrot set of napkins being unfolded into infinity (laughs) Uh, did we cover about how cloth napkins aren't very absorbent no and like they're not absorbent and also i just like you don't know how well those are being washed in a restaurant Mm -hmm. i mean you hope that they're being bleached and like just clean to all get out but you don't really know a restaurant standards when it comes to napkin Mm -hmm. washing and i you know like how many mouths have been on that napkin and hands and who knows what else because people are gross the the different like white napkins can throw out hella lint yeah on your nice black pants when you go out to a fancy dinner and not every restaurant has the secret black napkin access in the back to make sure that your pants look fresh. So you can go out to an important lunch trying to close a deal with some business associates and then stand up for the final handshake and just have napkin land all over your front, Ugh. which is an unattractive look, let me tell I mean, you. I, there are many business deals that have fallen through, I'm sure, because of napkin lint. Yeah, I can think of at least five. Very inappropriate. Unbusinesslike. Various sauces... I say this because depending on what restaurant you're in, you don't quite know what kind of 
complement sauces you will have at the table. It's true, you don't. And like sometimes, Pick your poison. sometimes they take the sauces out of their natural packaging and they put them over into like you know little jars or whatever, so that it's really hard to mm-hmm. tell. And you don't know, you know, if you're getting like a ketchup or like a sriracha. And, you know, if you have problems with heat, it would be really easy to, you know, totally burn your palate on just one, you know, false French fry swipe into the sriracha so they catch up and then, you know, the rest of your meal is ruined because you can't taste the rest of the spices of the food because it's so overwhelmed by the spice from the sriracha. Or like when you're at a breakfast place and they've got the quote unquote homemade jams or jellies there. First off, there's no way to tell that they didn't really sneak some smuckers or some knots in there and try to pass it off as homemade, which would be, you know, something we can't guard against unless we trust people and can't start doing that anytime soon. So the other thing they've got is you don't know how long that's been there. Yeah. That kind of with a little spoon that people have used and have touched other things. And if it's not getting all eaten on the regular, you could have some ancient condiments on on your table yeah there's no expiration dates that you can see because they've they've removed those from you yeah how am i supposed to live without knowing what the expiration is is on the sauce that's going in my face wait sauce and jams can get old and go bad yes yeah are you sure positive like you should (laughs) be checking like you should really like go through your fridge probably after this and like just make sure that all of your condiments and everything in your fridge are not expired. I'm suddenly well, very like concerned. Special mustard that I know I got at least 10 years ago that I've still been using for a while. I mean, it's ground up mustard seed. That, lasts, that stuff lasts forever. I mean, it depends on how they preserved it and stuff. You can definitely check on the container. But if it's... And you don't like sour ketchup? I mean, it just starts to make its own <laughs> little vinegar extra zest to it. Oh, that's um... so gross. You know, people like different things, I guess. Yep. All right. I like safe food. It's safe. I haven't died yet. Salt and pepper. Very classic example of a common American household. Yeah. Thing I love their added. music. It's. I really appreciate what they've done uh, as people and as a team. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really great. How they push it. Yeah. Push it real good. Uh, my mistake. I was not talking about people. I was still talking about different condiments you'll find on the table. Oh, okay. Oh. But I also appreciate what they did for the music industry. But I believe that is salt and pepper, not salt and pepper. Well. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, pepper I don't really have an issue with because I just never touched the stuff myself. I, as you may have guessed from our previous talk of sriracha, have a very sensitive palate. So I don't add a lot of extra spice to my food. But salt can get clumpy and gross, and then you don't know why it's clumpy and gross. Because I mean, like, has somebody been licking the top? And like, I how else do you clean the top? I'm real sketched out by salt shakers at tables and restaurants. Like, how often do they clean those things? I know that they refill them, but like, how often do they just like empty them out and clean them up and make them, you know, sanitary? Because I'm guessing it's not very often, if ever. Oh, it's it's never. Every time you touch one of those, there have been at least ten three-year-olds that have picked it up and just rubbed it all over their snot mouths. Yeah. So what's the 
What's the base compound for salt? Sodium chloride. Doesn't uh, wouldn't that chlorine just clean it right up? Like you, the salt's clumping because it's naturally destroying the germ predators that have come within. I feel uh... like that might not be scientifically sound, but I majored in literature, so I have I have no idea. I feel like salt should be self-cleaning. I think it <laughs> it's. It should be self-cleaning. That's why you rub it in your wounds. Yeah, I mean, to... it cleans it right out. It feels horrible. I mean, like, you I know, know people yeah. have, like, saltwater pools as opposed to chlorinated pools, and I don't know if that's because that's actually a thing that, like, that it cleans as well as chlorine, but I'm guessing that that's different than salt in the salt shaker that is just, like, collecting bacteria. But people, when they're in pools, are absolutely filthy. I mean, they're just exuding different juices into that pool. I mean, that's a different episode. the chemical episode. compound is cleaning itself. So I feel like the salt on the table is pretty good. I... Out of everything you can find on that table, that salt is probably the cleanest thing you're going to find. I mean, just like five seconds ago, didn't you admit to, like, licking the tops to clean them? So... Yeah, I... because, you know, you got to get out the residue of the salt that's, like, scabbed over uh... the wound. I just really feel like this is not not a good plan. All right. I won't do it when you're with me at the dinner. Sounds good. Uh, note to self, never use Jeff's salt shakers. Yeah. Oh, I don't do this at home. Uh-huh. Because I know where those salt shakers have been. Candles. Candles add nice atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, fire is always a good plan to have, just like sitting on a table with people that you don't know where they're at with life, or, you know, I personally have a really hard time not touching fire when I'm around it. It just seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen. But also, I'm real clumsy, so there's the fact that I could easily knock over dinner candles and just set the entire restaurant on fire. Got it. The The romantic lighting... Uh, takes a back seat when you knock the candle over and the melted wax becomes aerosolized and then you have a fireball in between the two of you. Uh, whoever you and your dis- dinner partner might be. And Wow, you are strong to make wax fly that fast. Uh, it's kind of a... I mean, you could be... If it's a super romantic a dinner and you are, you know furthering the patriarchy's demand upon you by proposing to your significant other and you whip out the ring you want that to be a surprise so a quick motion to deliver it as a surprise because no one should discuss any kind of lifelong plans before they are revealed at dinner near flammable materials and if you whip that out and then bump the candle and or worse than the candle those little oil lamps they have at some places that look like uh, a tea light on top, but they're full of, like, kerosene or, I don't know, tallow, whale oil. And then all of that singeing across your intended's dangerous bits. It's ugly. Yeah, and, you know, like, even if it doesn't get that far, it's real easy for wax just to go flying into your meal and ruin it. And that's, that's just disappointing. I mean, you've made the effort of actually leaving your home, which is... Just some, you know, most of the time, insurmountable. You've done this thing, you've made it to the restaurant, and then you knock over a candle and the wax gets in your food. Like, that's just a recipe to never leave your house again. 
Yeah, I mean, wax, I mean, there's there's hot wax times that are beyond the scope of this podcast that are a thing, but surprise hot wax, wax of doom uh, is is not wanted by anyone, yeah, I, I no. would think. Surprise hot wax is never a good thing. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with that. Neither hot surprises or wax surprises are enjoyable, so by combining their powers, you definitely uh, are not enjoying the benefit of that endeavor. But I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Chrissy and Jeremiah, please give our audience your fond farewells. Good night, guys. I hope you're really safe at restaurants and that you consider your napkins very carefully and that you make lists of the restaurants with the best napkins and that's how you choose where to eat. And if you don't be safe at restaurants, make sure that you keep track of the exits. Try and keep your back away from the door so that you know who's coming in, who's going out, ways that you can get out. You know, look after yourself, because if you don't look after yourself, no one will. (laughs) Remember, lick the salt. Thanks for listening.